Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Cows and Canoes, I am Brandon. My name is Bria, this is Kat. And uh, Bria over here is an EMT. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Whoa, Brandon, shit, already? Before we get started, okay. we have to do a special shout out oh, to, to be Brittany. Nasty. It's her birthday. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's, That's why she's not here. That's why she's not here. But she uh, she phoned in some some questions for you. Okay. And we're just going to follow her lead on those ones. And back to you. Yeah, Anna. no, you're good. So uh, how long have you been doing the EMT thing? Um, I finished up my national registry and my state license in December of 2015. Okay, so five years almost. Mm-hmm. Okay, so did you work in that same field prior to that? I did not, actually. Um, I've never really been in the medical field. I went to vet tech school for a little while. I trained horses. I sold cars. Wow. I bartended. Why? I waited <laughs> tables. Why would you sell cars? Why do people do this? Oh, because I have no soul. Uh, fair <laughs> that's enough. Wh- that's why I got into emergency medical. <laughs> fair enough. It's easier yeah. that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably uh, just as, as grueling, I would bet. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to be, you know, deal with less people Fair sometimes. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. So then let's jump into uh, a little bit more on the history side, and then we'll jump into the current. So you worked in restaurants as well. That's kind of the uh, theme of the podcast here. Yes. Uh, what was your uh, like primary restaurant? You don't have to give the exact. But. Um, well, when I was like 16, I started working as a host- hostess at as one of my local. Do. Yeah, as one of my at one of my local diners. I was that chick. Straight up st- statistic. Yep. <laughs> um. But I started doing that, and then I went into college, and you know, I've I don't know, I've done literally everything. Mm-hmm. And then as I got a little older, I realized I can do a little bit of everything, but I'm not really good right. at very many specific things. Mm-hmm. Turns out I can make people laugh. Fair enough. And I can get them drunk. So <laughs> I kind of just right. threw those talents Story together of my and life. Okay. yeah, I figured like that. that one out. So I was in. Um, I was a server for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's actually how Kat and I became super well acquainted gotcha. with each other. Hotel industry? Is that where you guys met it? No, we, we met, met at a bar. At a bar. Oh, yeah. Well, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I got her good and drunk, though. It was the neighborhood watering hole. I know. It's a $5 Labatt and Rumble. $5 Just gasoline. Whatever they could give you. Roofie Coladas, I think, was their specialty that night. but The Brookside special. Heard that. Heard that. So then uh, you obviously from there, you said you went to vet tech school. I went to vet tech school before I moved to Tulsa. Okay. Um, I'm actually originally from Washington State. Okay. Um, I've been all over the place. I've bounced around from place to place. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up moving straight after high school, and I went to college in southern Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And down there, I mostly, I bartended a little bit after I turned 21. Um, I waited tables. I broke horses. I worked cows. Like, mm-hmm. I did just a little bit of everything. You're like, I got to be this Oklahoma thing. Well, I mean, I did that back in Washington too. But oh, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I kind of just whatever could make me good enough money. That's easy enough. Where I'm right? at, yeah, yeah. Easy enough. Um, okay, so then let's jump into uh, the actual EMT thing. So nothing kind of really led up to the idea that you'd be an EMT. So what made you in your head go, you know what? I can make people laugh. I can get them drunk. I should be a medic. Like Funny story. I hope you're ready for this. I am. Fire away. So when I was in college, I was 21 years old. I was bartending at just an absolute shithole bar. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a lot of fun when I was young and hot and had a blast. But one of my bouncers one night... um, so I have older brothers, mm-hmm. and I've always been, in the face of chaos, everything just seems to slow down for me. Okay. Everything slows down. I see everything so much clearer, and you I know what Sherlock to do. that Sherlock Holmes thing going on? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a disorder, but we'll go with that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but when I was bartending, I had a bouncer, and he was a big, big, big dude, like 400-pound mm. Indian guy, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Um, but one night, I was bartending... And he got jumped in the parking lot. Oh. Almost died. Somebody, they broke a shovel and a hoe over his face. He For, had... Wait. Where at in southern Oklahoma? Because who goes to the bar with a shovel and a hoe? Have you ever been to southern Oklahoma? Yes. Everybody. That's your truck. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Right next Clearly. to your, your mud boots. <laughs> yeah, obviously. There's a hatchet back there, too, but we left that one out of the Well, equation. that's good. That's good. Um, it became but, manslaughter at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
But he had gone out and a bunch of guys jumped on him and he almost died. And me being the bartender was the only sober person on the property. And I run out. I didn't realize it was so serious. I figured it was just a bunch of drunk chicks, you know, screaming, yelling, blah, blah, blah. But then I run out and I see him and he was laying on his back and he was gurgling and he had blood pooled up in his mouth he had Internal, um, huh? he had arterial spurting coming from his temple Yeesh. like he was completely jacked up and so i ran out there and i was actually in vet tech school at the time i ran out there and i saw him and just instinctually mm-hmm. i ran back to my truck i grabbed some latex gloves i slapped them on i grabbed rags and t-shirts whatever i could find mm-hmm. and i run over to him and i just like slid myself on the ground and i immediately stopped the bleeding and I figured out how to hoist my knee up underneath him, but keep his C-spine stabilized because mm-hmm. I... You didn't my, know what injury he had, well, yeah. Well, in, in my family, I have a bunch of military people in my family, mm-hmm. a bunch of fire department, and so I've learned a lot of first aid mm-hmm. before I went on to EMS. And we tipped him over on his side, and he started breathing again. He wasn't gurgling anymore. I had blood literally all over the front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, the cops showed up before EMS showed up, and they kept telling me that I needed to move because they need to take pictures of the crime scene. And I basically said, eat shit, I'm not moving. (laughs) Fair enough. And one of the cops got kind of poopy with me, and I was like, you can say whatever you want, you can arrest me after the ambulance gets here, but I'm not moving. Yeah, at this point, there are more important things. Exactly. And so by the time the ambulance got there, um, we ended up loading him up, and he ended up having to be metaflied out. Mm. Damn, they went to town. Oh, yeah, He he was super jacked up. And afterwards, I gave my statement to the police, and one of the medics that was on the backing truck came comes up to me, and he goes, I just want you to know that if he lives, it's because of you. Yeah, Because awesome. nobody here is competent enough. Nobody else knew what to do. He goes, I don't know how you learned this, but you did a great job, and if he lives, it's because of you. That's awesome. And he ended up living. Um, he ended up losing one of his eyes because oh, he was so jacked up. He was in the ICU for a long time, um, and his family afterward... Like, they would come up to me, and if I was bartending by myself mm-hmm. there, I didn't walk to the truck by myself. Sure, <laughs> they right. They all had my back, and after that, that's when it clicked. Mm-hmm. I was like... That's what I need to do. Also, I love animals, and my first rounding in vet tech school, mm-hmm. I had to watch a dog get put down, and it completely destroyed me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I yeah. hate people, and I love animals, so I can watch that happen a lot better. Yeah, that, that's a lot easier to deal with. <laughs> Way easier yeah, for me yeah. to deal with. <laughs> And so that was what really sparked it for me. And my dad, I had told him the story and he said Mm -hmm. that, you know, basically if you want to get out, if you want to move up here to Tulsa, I'll put you through EMT school. There you go. That's awesome. And I said, okay, let's go. And so I moved up to Tulsa and I went to EMT school and it took me two tries to actually get through it (laughs) because I was still 21 and I was wild. Yep. Happens. Yeah. But whenever I finally like completely submerged myself into it. I ended up finishing at the top of my class and I was Good. pretty stoked about it. Um, I love my job. Like after I, once I got in the field and once I got my first like nasty trauma and stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, that's it. This is where I need to be. Yeah. This is my home. This is where I belong. And that's what really pushed me into it. Interesting. So let's, let's fly over to a question from Brittany. Cause I know she had like off the wall things. So we're going to go yeah, she normal said conversation. <laughs> and then one of her weird mm-hmm. questions. Ready. She let's said, see. she said, do, do you ever get called to spooky places and worry about ghosts slash supernatural shit? Well, I've seen every episode of Supernatural, so anytime I go into something like that, ever. Uh, if Dean Winchester the shows up to save me, I don't care about ever. the quality of the show. <laughs> if Jensen Ackles wants to come save yeah. my life, I'm okay with it. It's like, you know, it's like the first three uh, seasons were fine, but once they got past that, you're like, okay, what let's the be real. Is going Nobody on watches nowadays. it for the storyline. Have obviously. you seen the guys that play in that? Yeah, that's why Nobody I don't watch it anymore. The story obviously. <laughs> that's why I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't feel like not really that situation. I don't know, and I'm pretty open-minded with a lot of stuff, but I can say no on that one. I haven't no. really experienced so it. So I'm going to follow up with that question, though. How, like, I think the other part of that question, though, that's interesting. It's not so much spooky or creepy or any of Nasty. that kind of stuff. Nasty, I think, is the next follow-up there, where you walk into a place and you're like, Jesus Christ, like, what the people? All right. Story time. Okay. So the nastiest house that I've ever been into, I will never forget it for the rest of my life. Um, I walk up and one of the patient's family members had mm-hmm. said, 
hey, he's unconscious. He's in the back of the house. I'm sorry about the mess. And <laughs> you're if, like, all right. Well, if I if I say excuse the mess, it's usually because, you know, like maybe my daughter's left some Barbies out on the floor or right. there's some blankets out or my house. It's fine. Yeah. I, yeah. I have three big dogs in my house. So mm-hmm. there's dog hair in every aspect of my yes. life. But we walk in and this was like I could smell the house from the front porch. Whoa. It was disgusting. I've been to places I, I like that where they that, open uh, up the orders. door and it's Ugh. almost as if uh-huh. like a yeah. like just Stuff a cloud, a green out. cloud yeah. just hits you. Well, I, was, yeah. I watched uh, the first part of like Hoarders on Netflix, and the very first that's thing, real life, very first episode. Lady's like, you know, we can smell the house down the block, right? For real. Yeah. This place, like I walk yeah. in, and of course it's middle of winter, and all they have is gas heaters. Ooh. So there's even just fumes. More pungency. Yeah. Fumes, and of course my patient is at the very back of the house. There's no back door. Like, it's all blocked off and stuff. Oh, shit. And so I have to trudge through cat, dog, and human feces because they didn't have running water. And I'm... What? I don't... Yeah, these were not humans. These were straight-up Cro-Magnon specimens. And so we make it all the way to the back, and I'm like, oh, my God. I hate my... I quit. That's it. I'm done. (laughs) I'm over it. I'm done. But my patient, unfortunately, was actually having a medical emergency. Mm -hmm. And he was completely unconscious. And he's rolling around, thrashing on the ground. And so my partner and I were like, we have to get him out to the truck. Because I was like, I'm not doing anything in this house. No, because you're just going to make it worse if you have to. And so we we load him on a sheet and we start walking out the front door. (laughs) And I'm walking. And I stepped on something. And Uh, I don't know what it was, but I went, bleh. (laughs) <laughs> and I threw up on my patient. <laughs> oh, shit. I threw up on his forehead. And I'm like, oh, shit. I look up at my partner. And my partner goes, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I was like, bro, he's unconscious. And he's been rolling around his own shit for a few days. I don't think he's going to notice that I puked on his head. <laughs> Lord have mercy. And my That's partner wild. Just, <laughs> and we just, I'm like, just keep going. Go, go, go. And we start walking out. Talk about dropping the french fries and putting them back right? on the plate. Shit. She just and served so- it up like that. Oh, my God. And so we keep walking, and I turned, and when I turned, I, like, knocked over a lamp. And this, my patient's family member goes, oh, don't worry about that. And I was like, that's the least of your worries. We're going to get the hell out of this house. Yeah, right. (laughs) No shit. So I... I know the 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 sandbox sandbox answer on this one. When you walk into something like that, like, do you have the the need, the drive, as much to save this person, or are you like, God damn it, dude? Like, you know, I know it's this. The You're answer's supposed to be like, yes, there. I have to, but like, ninety percent of my mentality is like, get your ass up, get your ass out. Yeah. I am not carrying you. It, I do not make enough money to trudge through your shit. Right, exactly. But in this particular case. He was clearly altered. He was clearly going through, I think it was a diabetic emergency. Mm. And he clearly needed our help immediately. Okay. So. At that point, it was life or death. Exactly. And so my mentality goes from, oh my God, burn it to the ground, to, (laughs) all right, well, let's save this guy first, and then we'll burn it to the ground. Right. (laughs) Definitely. And then it goes, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it it was just a little, (laughs) Oh gosh! I get yeah, like a little spit up. Yeah, it was, it was just the tip. It was okay. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. Ah, uh, but so moving on. Uh, I know, I know that when you were going through your training before, you did a few things to kind of prepare yourself during that. Like you got um, some vaccines and stuff. Yes. Is there any other thing like that that you did that? like would be abnormal an abnormal way to prepare for a job um well those are mostly required um right which granted you know we all, we all have freedom of speech if you want to deny it you can but you also have you have to get your titers to make sure that you're not already predisposed to mm-hmm. a lot of the diseases because we as medics get we're exposed to so much absolutely yeah, yeah. so so much and um a lot of it Honestly, it, it, I want to tell anybody that decides that they want to go into emergency medical. I knew from the time that I was a child that I had the right mentality for it mm-hmm. because you have to have a super dark sense of humor. Fair you enough. have to be twisted in the head. 
and like and you can't take things seriously mm-hmm. because if i could say like i can't count on all my fingers and toes how many times i've been cussed out how many times oh, my sure. life has been threatened how many times people have told me that i'm a worse, worthless sack of shit and stuff and the biggest thing is you have to have thick skin mm-hmm. you have to have the right mentality and what prepared me a lot for it was just thinking about all the times that you know my brothers would get hurt when we were younger mm-hmm. and i was always the caregiver that was just kind of my thing and everybody always knew that like hey if somebody gets hurt bria's got it right even from being a child that was just always my thing mm-hmm. and now like you know i'll see new people come through and usually my welcome when somebody new walks in is welcome to thunderdome bitch yeah right 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 <laughs> Is that, did you pull that from waiting or did you pull that yes, from, from okay waiting. i was yes. gonna say and i, was, I say it to everybody yeah that's yeah, new. yeah no worries yeah but um a lot of it is really just mental yeah like there's a lot of physical stuff um you need to make sure that you're physically strong because mm-hmm. you do unfortunately have to carry people yeah we actually had a mortician on and that's why he became a mortician because he could lift heavy things mm-hmm. like that's literally how he got roped into it so he, i get it yeah exactly yeah. and because he he follows on if you guys don't oh yeah yeah <laughs> succeed, yeah I, I guess i had one of them with me a couple weeks yes. ago yes <laughs> <But, laughs> maybe um, it was him <laughs> it might have been. been it was here in, here in town it's possible <laughs> but um no the biggest thing is just the mentality yeah because a lot of people come into it and you think you're gonna walk in being captain save a hoe mm. you think you're running into burning captain buildings save a hoe <laughs> That's you, fantastic. Like you, you think that mm, you think every call is going to be somebody's missing a limb, mm-hmm. or it's always going to be some sort of heinous car accident, and right. it's not. So I'm going to ask um, in in the nicest way possible. Um, I assume you get underestimated a whole lot more than your male counterparts. Constantly. Yeah. So constantly. With that in mind, how do you deal with that kind of thing? Because like. I can tell you obviously got a little bit of sass in you, you know. I mean, there's just noticeably a little bit, just (laughs) enough to notice. Um, But I'm sure even then, though, you know, it's it's definitely a a prevalent thing out in that industry. So how do you how do you deal with the uh, the you know underestimation that happens with the the rancid stereotypes that come my way? I mean, Um, (laughs) sure. I mean, tell. Um, I mean, I don't really know other than just being a female. Like, what stereotypes are in EMT field? Because well, I honestly don't know. For the most part, <laughs> I got told when I was in EMT school, I had a lady tell me, because I was actually engaged when okay. I was in school, and she told me it was a good thing I was engaged, because usually females either end up being whores or lesbians, I think is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general, or yeah. especially in the EMT field? Especially. It's, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> like that, that's another whole different story, oh. but... um. Well, I'm happily divorced e now. The E in EMT stands for exotic. I was going to say <laughs> erection, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, sure. It's, but, now the question is, what comes with the M and T next? I'm, Brandon, did you hear that? She's single. <laughs> and? <laughs> Nobody wants this. No. Nobody wants this. <laughs> but, um, We're going to make this into a dating profile. You're lucky, you're lucky Brittany's not here, because she would she already would. be taking notes. She would. <laughs> She's oh like, yeah! Oh, All right, She'd I got like, your Tinder me... set up. It's good. <laughs> oh, God. oh God! Now I just need one topless photo of you uh, for no, personal for purpose. <laughs> personal. I usually references. tell everybody, like, oh, you know shit. what my biggest birth control is? Is my personality. Talk to me for twenty minutes, and you're gonna be like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you're in Oklahoma, though. Like, that's what guys say they want. That's but true. Then, you know. Yeah, they say it, and then they're like, oh, bitch is crazy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Anyways, but um, um, so yeah, so how do you deal with the? Uh, Um, fortunately for me, I was raised by my dad, Mm -hmm. my dad, and I have two full brothers and then I have three adopted brothers. So I was raised in just a giant sausage fest. (laughs) I'm the baby. I'm the only girl. Okay. I was around boys literally my entire life. Most of, most of my closest friends, even to this day Mm -hmm. are guys. Fair enough. And so I've always been like, I wrestled, I was always there with all the boys and so for me, it's really easy because I take everything with such a grain of salt. Like, I know I know how guys talk. Mm-hmm. I know how their brains work because I'm basically half a dude. And for me, it's really easy. Like, a lot of times I can just joke. The top half or the bottom half? <laughs> don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. <laughs> but no. Um, Listen, I'm just going to assume it's the bottom half at this point. <laughs> with that in theory. That's what you think. <laughs> 
Anyways. But, um, tank tops tell no lies. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Should have worn my moo <laughs> But no, oh, um, I think being raised around all boys my whole life really prepared me because it's, it's such a predominantly male field. Now yes. it's branched out a lot. Yeah. There's so many more women in the field and it's so awesome. Like my partner right now is a woman and I just love her absolutely to death. Mm-hmm. And she's substantially smaller than me she's way nicer than me and she's the counter to your yes very much so like i'm very sassy um my biggest thing is i can take a lot of things with a grain of salt like Mm -hmm. but i don't put up with shit right like my biggest thing is if i'm on scene i'm there for a reason i will joke with you but Mm -hmm. you will respect me right and all my life i've always demanded respect everywhere that i go you're not going to treat me like shit you are not going to treat me like i'm some little bag that's coming in to try mm. to save your life like you will respect that i'm a medical right. professional if you want to joke around i'm good with that my favorite like i get hit on all the time by patients by um, patients he's like by patients hey nurse yeah, yeah i i had one guy tell me that he wanted me to be his third wife and that was after <laughs> he, you want to be my next ex-wife well and that oh no he was mormon so oh yeah <laughs> he told me that i could just jo- the join wife. the crowd yes, yeah yes, yeah i heard that that's and hilarious. that was after he had a cut and he had bled on my shoe and he told me that he was hip he had hep c and uh, i was like well now i'm in because we're already stuck together just kidding i don't have Lord i don't have, have hep c for anybody who's listening yeah <laughs> for your dating profile <laughs> for, just my, to, <laughs> for my tender be ready guys yeah but um my favorite i've two of like my favorite times i got hit on on scene mm-hmm. i had one guy that he had actually got stabbed in the neck and he was and so... And for anybody who can't see, she's pointing, like, vertically from the jaw. Yeah, yeah. So he was still able to talk. He, he was a mouth breather to begin with, though, so <laughs> it didn't work out. Fair enough. But he uh, he kept telling me that he was in love with me, and he kept going on and on and on. He's like, you're an angel. You're an angel. And my partner at the time was like, dude, she is no angel. Just trust me. Leave that one alone. <laughs> and after a while... See, that's the difference between, I think, me and a lot of people. Like, I'll ag them on just to see what happens. Uh, like, absolutely, dude. I think you should try to hit on her more. Well, no, my like, partner tried ex- to say, my partner was like, hey, you want her number? I got it. Yes. <laughs> yes. That would be me. Yes. Well, absolutely. I, like, obviously, you, the, you already picked up that I'm pretty sassy. Yeah, noticeably. And so after a while, the guy kept going on and on. He goes, there's a reason you're here. I was like, finally, I go, look, dude, the only reason I'm here is because I'm a medic and you got stabbed in the neck by your drug dealer. That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> there is no underlying purposes. There is no divine intervention. That's why I'm here. That's it. But my favorite, the favorite one that I ever got hit on was it was a patient and he had Parkinson's and he was having mm. a Parkinson's emergency. Okay. He was actually a pretty good looking dude. Super, super nice. I was married at the time and uh, we got to the hospital and he was just really pleasant to talk to. And he asked me if I was single and I was like, no, actually I'm married. He goes, yeah, but I vibrate. <laughs> oh my God. I lost it. I was like, dude, if I wasn't married, what's up? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I love that. But no, for the most part, like I said, I, I demand respect everywhere that I go. Oh, shit. That's All the cops know me as potty mouth because they know that I don't put up with shit. And Fair enough. Usually if I'm on scene, they're That's like, fitting oh, she's for got you. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that leads directly into Brit- one of Brittany's questions. And I think I saw it earlier. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase. In the line of duty, how many actual penises have you had to see? She wants to know about. about Here's the <laughs> she wants to know about work related dicks. Those I love her. Tell her what's up. Words. Yeah. You I can. know. She's going to have to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, um, Brittany. Work-related so, penis. So. Per month. Per she month. wants to know. Oh, it's oh, like a per an average? Month? Yeah. She wants oh, to know shit. how frequently you see <sighs> boobs this or actually, lady bits. This became a statistics game, by the way, just now. I, you know. I don't. I genuinely don't even have an answer. There's so many. Bria can't do math, so. I'm, like, oh, really stupid, but sometimes I'm funny, so that carries it, into it, my it job. It carries, okay. You know? Yeah. So let's let's go to the first question. Um, how often do you actually see generalized genitalia? Male, Constantly. female, doesn't matter. Constantly. Is that because you have to cut open shirts and things, or just dudes are like, Yeah, how frequently dick. is somebody <laughs> naked uh, upon well, arrival? Okay, well, you got to think yes, about. Exactly. Well, yeah, you yeah. got to think about, like, NOA. Well, you have to think of nursing homes. Okay. And you got to think of hospital gowns. Okay. Mm. And moving Foley catheters and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, you got to see a lot of things with tubes in a lot of places you don't want to see. Heard that. On a regular basis. Um, 
seriously, I, I can't even put a number on it. It's just constantly, constantly. Um, if we have to cut their clothes off, we, we call it getting trauma naked. So that's usually one of my pickup lines. I'm like, sup, bitch, want to get trauma naked? Fair bitch. enough. Yeah, oh there's a reason God. I'm single. But <laughs> <laughs> So let me ask, um, you know, I know generally speaking catheters, you know, male, female, doesn't matter. It's, it's a tube into the... Yeah, uh, right up Main Street. Yeah, so whenever that kind of thing ends up happening, and you you have to remove it, right? I can't imagine that. Oh, I don't. That's above my pay grade. Oh, that's you don't for remove the hospital. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's ah, above my pay grade. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. like because nope. there to get can in be there. like scarring and stuff like that. And oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, that's if I mean if it comes flying out, then I'm like, well, that'd be shit. like removing a <laughs> knife from you know. Yeah, you just yeah. have to stabilize them until. You just am I? I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah, just pray for the best, you know. Right. <laughs> so Good then, <laughs> whenever you see those kind of things, and you're like, "Ooh, sucks for you," or like, "What? What's your reaction that's to it?" Immediately? Usually, my mentality, but that's not what I say out loud. Ah, ah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I. I what's have your had customer to work my... service voice sound like? Your your EMT customer service voice. Oh man, uh, you got to give me a scenario so I know which. I just I'm shot with. my husband. Well, what do you, do? you can't see what I did, but I mean, this escalated quickly. <laughs> right? I know, I just but, but, got married. It's not going how I thought. I hope that you're saying that to the police, and the police are going, dude, go plug that shit. Yeah, right, right. No, I would say the, uh, the next thing that I kind of uh, am curious about more than anything else, so what's your normal day like i know obviously on scene is all over the place but are, are she you... doesn't have normal days though because no. she's got to stay up for like 24 hours right so that's the question so like what shifts walk us through your routine then let's go that route um the i think one of the things that i that i genuinely love about working in ems is you genuinely don't know what you're gonna get like you you never know and we do 24 hour shifts mm. so I'll be on the truck for 24 hours straight. And it, it can go so many different ways. So why do they do it in the first place? They do the same thing to firefighters, which I don't understand. No, we don't We do not do 24 on 48 off. Okay. Yeah, we usually do like um, two 24 set shifts. And then, um, which we pick up overtime all the time because we don't make enough. So we have to. Well, no, just in theory, though, like why, why not just run 12 and 12s? Um, it depends on the service. Some mm. services do do 12s. Mm. Do do. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we we do 24s, and sometimes I hate it like I bitch about it constantly. But what I like is I can do two 24-hour shifts, and I can get 48 hours of work, and that's with a couple hours of overtime and stuff. Oops. That's why we don't have nice things. That's why I don't have nice things. It's <laughs> absolutely correct. Ugh. And, uh, and then I can have a few days off to where I can spend time with my daughter. I can spend time with my horses. Like, I can actually spend time getting shit done. Right. But um, as far as, like, day-to-day stuff, it, like I said, it really, really varies. It can go from, like, you know, getting on shift, having a couple hours to set up your truck. Like, I can go brush my hair. Like, you can get pretty. You can make breakfast. You can do all this stuff. And then you might go on a couple of transfers, like, you know, you can take somebody from the hospital to the nursing home Mm -hmm. or stuff like that. Or it can be, holy shit, I just walked in the station. There was a massive rollover. Mm -hmm. Get in the truck. Let's go. Mm -hmm. So, like, I I genuinely can't tell you what a day-to-day thing is because it's always different. And you never know what you're going to get until you try. So... Forrest Gump quote. Anybody get that? That's true. So... How has this whole COVID thing changed how you do the job out of curiosity? Um, I know it's a pain in the ass and I'm sure it it came with new regulation, but like, how has it changed how you do your job? Um, right now it's not so bad because it seems like everything's kind of calmed down quite a bit, Mm -hmm. but we still, we have to wear masks all the time. Um, another big thing is patients are told by dispatch, like if they call us, if they call dispatch, then dispatch usually tells them, do not make contact with the first responders first. Like you Hmm. wait until they come to you because we have to put on a plethora of masks. We have to put on our gloves. We have to like be prepared for in case there is anything. Hmm. Um, People don't give a shit about that though. They just don't even listen. They're like, Ooh, I stubbed my toe. I'm going to walk and meet you out of the ambulance. You'd be surprised how often that happens. But for the most part, it's just taking extra precautions. Like, I don't, 
I don't really care about myself. Like mm. I'm, I'll be just fine. Right. But my daughter, on the other hand, that was my biggest thing was mm-hmm. making sure that I didn't want to bring anything home to her. Yes, absolutely. And and I've always been. I learned a long time ago. Treat everything like it's bed bugs. Because bed bugs is the herpes oh, no, of I, bugs. Yeah, no, just, no, no. I've unfortunately been subject to it before. <laughs> Same. Yeah. But I treat everything like that. Like my boots stay at the station. Okay. They don't come home with me. Um, my bedding and stuff does not come home with me. It stays at the station. I wash it and dry it at the station. So let's get into that real quick because I know obviously in in you know the firefighter side of things is that they have you know rooms or bunks or whatever they do yeah. the thing. What do you actually have at the station? So do you just have like a, a bunk and showers and a kitchenette kind of thing, or like no? What, it, um, what do you guys got where, going where I work at? We've got we've got a full kitchen. We mm-hmm. have two trucks usually at my station, and so we have two bedrooms mm-hmm. with two beds in each, and then the couches. That's where my partner and I sleep. Is we we couch surf because we like to watch murder shows while we're sleeping. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, but we have because you don't get enough of that. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> but we have a full kitchen. Um, and we've got washer and dryer and showers and mm-hmm. stuff like that there. So that's kind of like our second home. And so after every shift, we're all really careful about, especially, and I've always treated it like this. Cause like mm-hmm. I said, I treat everything like it's bed bugs. Right. Right. And so I don't wear my uniform in my vehicle after a shift. Mm. Um, it gets tied in a bag and it goes instantly in the washer and I don't wash my uniform with any other clothes and I wash it with like special cleaner and stuff. Sure, and then sure. I, and then I sanitize my washer after. Or sometimes I just wash it all at the station. Like, a lot of people just do Keep that. Keep it at the station, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people do that. And the boots is the biggest thing. Like, the call where I threw up on the dude, I, <laughs> I literally never wore those boots again. Really? <laughs> I went, I threw them in the back of my truck, and I went and bought new boots. <laughs> I was like, no, that was too much. I, I, I can't get the trauma out of my head for that Yee. one. <laughs> Yee. All right, what, what's Brittany's next question or your next question? Oh, hold on. I, uh, I had, I, I wanted to know um, if you had, is it common for many EMT workers to have PTSD from work-related traumas? Oh. Like, do you guys have to see um, counselors regularly just because you're the first responder? You're often, like, the first person to see very traumatic events like absolutely 100 percent. um like i was saying before the biggest thing to prepare yourself is your mentality Mm -hmm. because there's like i i'm fortunate enough where i grew up in a hectic hectic enough household and family Mm -hmm. where a lot of things i can let just wash off my back Mm -hmm. and i'm so 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 grateful for that because if you let Mm-hmm. If you let every traumatic call affect you, it will be the end of your career. Mm-hmm. Because y- you have to you have to understand that you can't save everybody. Right. But even the people, even the strongest, even the toughest ones, like, you have those specific few that stick with you. Mm-hmm. And it will stay with you for the rest of your life. And Absolutely. there's... There's a lot of things. And, like, I, I've told Kat a couple times when we've talked. I'm like, there's there's a few things that... I just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. No, and luckily, like, and in our field, like, there's such a, there's a reason why EMS and PD and fire all become so tight knit mm-hmm. because we understand each other. We understand mm-hmm. how we think about things. Right. And a lot of times, like, if I'm hanging out with my coworkers and we're out in public, people are like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Like, mm-hmm. why are they talking about all of this crazy shit? Yes. I've been to but- those birthday parties. It's fucking <laughs> wacky. Like, it, it's nuts. And it's, people think that we're insane, no, but you have like, to be a little bit insane. It's like no, the, the kids' birthday parties, though. It's, it's like, like the and then all the parents are, like, standing around, like, talking about. Yeah. No, they're, like, so- cutting into cake, and they're like, man, this is almost the same <laughs> consistency as a liver. Yeah, hey, you yeah. remember the arm we saw the other day? Yeah. <laughs> but, like... Um, Look, I get it. I was in the military. I went to Afghanistan. It, like, exactly. It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. It, it's all about your mentality. Yeah, you know, 100%. Like, and, and there's been, I, I have I have a handful mm-hmm. of ones that you don't want to talk about. Like, the only people yeah. I talk to about it is my partner because she's one of my best friends. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about it because talking to people that understand it is so yes. much different. Absolutely. And you being in the military, you understand, like, you don't want to talk to Joe Schmo off the side of the road. That's like, yeah. oh, I almost joined the Navy. Yeah, because they assume. Let's a hear whole about lot it. More. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's not all mm-hmm. 
guts and glory. It's not. So I'm not going to try to bring the mood down too much, um, but there's actually a relevant situation that uh, happened in my family um, ish. I don't know. However, you want to look at it. Uh, Ex stepmother. How does that work? I don't know. My we have a my brother half brother is her direct job. Okay. Um, whatever. Go there. Um, she got remarried a few years back, and her husband was an EMS. Uh, you know, EMT specifically for like 35 years. Um, and ended up committing suicide. Um, just a few months back, actually. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, I yeah. didn't know the guy very well, so it doesn't directly sucks, impact though. me yeah. very much. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely sucks for the family. Uh, people that know what's going on, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, but it's one of those things that, you know, I think that the uh, percentages are much higher in people who experience trauma way more often. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I, I was thinking about it um, after recently, you know, heard about that and everything else. And, you know, it's kind of, the, it was actually after the mortician episode that I was actually thinking about it is that uh, you would think, you know, because they know the after effect and that you, you know, your, your friends and family would, you know, see what happens and everything else. Um, that you would, you know, go for a, you know, cleaner way to do it. Um, you know, that was the thing, you know, yeah. it was a handgun. So it's like, yeah, you know. Um, the biggest thing and like what, what I've noticed in the almost five years that I've been there is mm-hmm. there's no real way to prepare. Yeah. There's no real way to know what somebody else is actually going through. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really bad about talking about my feelings. Like that's not my favorite thing to do. Sure, same. But and, and I've learned because I there's been a couple, you know, that have mm-hmm. just completely eaten me alive. Mm-hmm. But my biggest thing was talking to my closest friends, the people that know me the most. And for sure, I got especially when I was going through my divorce. Mm-hmm. I was in a way dark place. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to see anybody. I'd show up to work. I didn't talk to anybody. And then I'd go home. Right. And I was in such a dark, dark space that mm-hmm. the people that knew me the most could see it. Mm-hmm. And they would literally show up at my house and force me to interact with them. Right. They would force me to talk to them. And if it had not been for them and mm-hmm. for the thought of my mm-hmm. little girl and everything like that, like mm-hmm. it, I don't know where my mentality would have gone because sure. you always have. And like, even though we do everything that we can, like, yeah, there's a lot of dumbasses that call for just stupid reasons. Mm-hmm. And it frustrates us all. Like we all get super angry about it. We all are just like, Oh my God, mm-hmm. oh, you called cause you stubbed your toe a week ago. Cool. But you have to think like we got, we did this job for a reason. Mm-hmm. We didn't do it for the glory. We damn sure didn't do it for the money. Mm-hmm. We did it because we could be potentially making a difference in somebody's life. Absolutely. And so talking about how every day is different and how everything, you never know where the day is going to go. You could be potentially making a difference in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. Or if they're calling for a bullshit reason, they might be thinking about killing themselves and they just need somebody that's going to pretend to reach out and somebody that's going to be there Mm -hmm. and be like, look, everything's okay. It's all right. Mm -hmm. For sure. And, you know, seeing all the stuff that we see, you always... Like, there's always going to be that little scratch in the back of your mind of, like, mm-hmm. what if I got there sooner? What if what if I would have just hit the gas a little bit faster? What if I would have just pushed a little bit harder on the compressions? What if I would have got my meds sooner? Like, mm-hmm. you always, always have that. And that's something that doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you have to deal with. Yeah, you got to accept it. And you, you can't just fight it. Yeah, and you have to push forward. Like, there's, there's two that really, really stand out in my mind for that one of, like, okay, I, I could have done this differently. I could have done that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you didn't. Right. You didn't. They're not alive. You're alive. Right. You need to keep living your life. Because if not, you're going to sink into that hole. Mm-hmm. And you can't sink into that. You can't let yourself sink in. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I'm not a very good motivational speaker because I'm like, listen, give your balls a tug. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Pick your head up. Straighten your crown. Mm-hmm. Move forward. There's no better way to deal with what happened than to move forward and to honor what you tried to do. Mm-hmm. And now in that's basically my whole mentality. So is. let's flip to the other side of the spectrum. Um, what do you think the craziest, like funniest scenario you oh. ran into is? Oh God, I got one. All and right. And while we're doing that cat beer, <laughs> I can't reach cause I got a dog on my lap. Oh my God. <laughs> it is the, it, that's a law. That's a law. Yeah. Go 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 gadget arm. I cannot upset the child. No. Yeah. Or you dogs. don't you're not um 
you're not required to get up if yeah. you have a, a sleeping dog or a baby on you. If anybody I'll wants say, to hey, drink Jaylee, a really when good I, when beer, I need a beer, a very you come tall, sit on my lap. large beer in the back. <laughs> and we can just split that one if you guys want to drink some good beer. It's older. It's good, though. Hippies, hemp, brown ale. Sounds intriguing. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Um, no, one of one of my all-time... I was brand new. I was still third riding, so basically... What is third riding? Um, you're still, like, training. Okay. So you're actually on a truck with two other medics. Okay. So they're just, like, showing you the ropes and stuff. I was brand, brand new. It was broad daylight mm-hmm. in the middle of town. And we roll up, and there's, like, 20 cop cars on scene, right? Oh, that's exciting. And I'm like, ooh, what's about to happen? We see this. <laughs> I shit you not. Every bit of 6'4", close to 300-pound man, just jacked head to toe, butt-naked, tripping balls on acid. Ooh. That's hilarious. Doing yoga in the middle of a <laughs> street. I'm a fan. Oh, like dropping it down low and everything. He's do, doing, doing the warrior pose and, and everything. Um, and all the what's cops. What's the one where you're all arched? That one? Oh, he wasn't doing that. He was doing warrior pose. Oh, that, that was his jam. But he kept Still. like squatting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Let that yeah. stuff spread, man. Well, and, and his uh, his pet iguana <laughs> was making his, its appearance. And he, uh, <laughs> we roll up and all the cops are just dying. And they were like, all right, guys. What this, do you do? This is you. And the guys that I was working with go, all right, Bria, your turn. I'm like. What? I don't, I don't even know what to do right now. <laughs> what did you do? Because, I mean, I'd be well, all like, all right, man, your form is great, but. Oh, no, it gets better. Okay. So they start, and he was very docile. He wasn't He wasn't being violent at all. He's mm. just tripping balls. And he starts walking over to us. And like I said, you know, his sledgehammer's mm. swinging back and forth. And he starts <laughs> peeing as he's walking. So he's just slinging just going. and peeing. Oh. And I'm just like, my eyes are huge. And I'm just staring. I'm like. What do you do? I'm, and I'm looking at my FTO, and he goes, you got this? I'm like, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> and we we get him in the truck, and like I said, he's very docile, and he's being very, very cooperative. Why did he go with you instead of the police? Because it was clearly a med- medical emergency. I don't think it is. What? I, I don't think that if he... If you're drunk, it's not a medical emergency. Oh, no, he was on LSD. <laughs> oh, well, okay. And I, I don't think... Like, I think if he would have tripped and he would have, like, gotten angry, mm-hmm. we had the drugs to sedate him, and they didn't. Because uh, I don't think a taser would have done anything to no, him. That might have no. just turned him into, like, Sonic the, the Hedgehog or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Hulk. The yeah. Hulk. That's yeah. better. Um, But, so we get him in the ambulance, and I'm brand new, and my FTO is like, this is all you, sister. You got it. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, so I go to take his blood pressure, and I go to, like, squeeze the cuff, and he just, like, stares at it, and he looks at me, and he goes, don't do that. And I said, yes, sir. All right. Nope. He's good. <laughs> My FGO was like, seriously? I was like, I will lose this fight. I am not doing this. Like, the freaking Hulk is standing there telling me don't do something. I'm not going to yes, do it. absolutely. And he just yeah. starts laughing. He goes, good answer. I was like, I'm pretty tough, but I will lose this fight. Yeah, In the back yeah. of this metal box. You have to nope. be knowing, knowing nope. when to choose your fight. That's, That's not like the raptor, uh, the raptor scene on Jurassic Park. Exactly. It's like, nope. Fuck no. I'm good. Mm-mm. I'm good. Not happening. Yeah, yeah, that that was one of my favorite ones. I've had some pretty pretty solid funny ones. Um, yeah. Brittany wants to know what's the most common, um, the most common preventable thing that you guys get injury called wise? out on. Are we talking injury-wise or illness-wise? Injury, probably. Injury. injury, toe pain. Literally, toe and knee pain. Why would you need an ambulance for toe pain? Out of curiosity. Uh, I'm just as curious as you about that. Oh, my gosh. Like that's the first thing that comes to mind like, is, I'm, like, I'm genuinely. I thought it was, like, simultaneous, myself. like. No, I'm genuinely just as curious about that. Toe and knee, like, both my toe and my oh, knee hurt. No, like, my, my knee, favorite. I can understand if it's, like, something major, you Yeah, know? but they'll usually limp out to the cot when they yes. have a running vehicle, and then their family follows them to the freaking ambulance. Yes, exactly. I'm like, like you could have walked to that car yeah, just as easily as, as you walked out to my ambulance. ambulance. Yes. And it costs them a shit ton of money to ride with you. Oh, so. oh one, of my, one of my favorite ones was... Um, it it was a it was a lady, ah, I use that term lightly. It was a female <laughs> who had 
she, a, a she female had, persuasion. She had called because she twisted her ankle, right? But she walked to us, and she was just fine. And she kept bragging about being on welfare. And I was like, okay, like, I, I don't care. What does that have to do with anything? Oh, no, no, it gets better. So I was like, oh, no. I was like, I... I okay I I don't care like right. that doesn't cool. af- that doesn't awesome. that doesn't affect how I'm going to treat you that that's mm. why we don't have nice things yep I blame her too but <laughs> but I was like okay that cool mm-hmm. whatever right and then she starts laughing at me as I'm treating her and she goes sorry I just think it's kind of funny I was like what you think what's kind of funny and she yeah. goes I just think it's kind of funny that you're working on me and your pe- taxes are paying to take me to the hospital I was like Ooh, I don't like you anymore. No. I kind of don't want to be nice to you now, oh. but I still have to. <laughs> mm. yeah. Do you guys get, like, write-ups if you're rude to people or anything like that? Ooh, performance reviews? <laughs> or uh. is there a Yelp for your uh, yeah. service? <laughs> um, People usually just call my supervisor. <laughs> yeah. But what kind of things do they... What, what, what's what do you get called on? How um, quickly she's like, yeah, they call my soup. <laughs> like, yeah. That must happen more than once. Yeah. I've got a card for him. I just <laughs> hand it out. Yeah. yeah. So he already knows what I said. His name's Thomas. <laughs> but um, Don't call him on Sundays <laughs> with his family. Yeah, he's with his family. He, oh, she won't like that. <laughs> but no, um, for the most part, like we, we complain on all the time. The, the biggest one that I have... I, I can usually control how I talk to people, sure. but when it's four o'clock in the morning and you call me for some stupid shit, I'm usually not as pleasant as I am. I'm not very pleasant any time, but... At four o'clock in the morning, it doesn't help. Yeah. No, when I'm tired and I'm cranky, sometimes I can control my voice, but my facial expressions give away everything. Mm-hmm. And I've had a couple people say, I don't like your face. And I'm like, well, that's just my face. So do you want to get in the ambulance or not? Right, I don't know right, what, right. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry calling for stupid reasons you're going to get a stupid response it's fair my bad yeah but um no a lot of times like people you know they say i've got an attitude or something like that and i'm like well you're being dumb so Mm -hmm. it was justified for me to have a shitty attitude with you uh for the most part though like we all do a pretty good job of staying really professional even in the midst of complete idiocracy um yeah, the biggest thing is attitudes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody is so quick to jump the gun on tattletale and shit like that of, well, he wasn't treating me right. And, like, with me, I genuinely could not possibly care less what you look like, mm-hmm. what you're dressed like, what your religious beliefs mm-hmm. are, right. where you live, like, your skin tone. I don't care. If you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. Right, That's right. my general rule. Yeah, I don't it's care. It's reciprocal, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But when people start getting really shitty with me for no reason, then I'm like, well, now I have to be a dick. So thank <laughs> you for bringing out that part of my personality. <laughs> because if you respect you know, me, I respect you. <laughs> just as a heads up, how I always know somebody is actually like more around boys than girls. Um, you obviously are more around boys because you said I had to be a dick. <laughs> if you're raised around, you know, more females, like I had to be a bitch. Yep. 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 As a heads up, yeah, that's just yeah. an interesting little telltale <laughs> of your personality. It's fun. So let's let's jump. Uh, we're almost towards the end of this episode. Um, let's jump into uh, what was Brittany's, uh, I don't know, stingers or whatever the hell they were. Uh, you mean the lightning round questions? Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry, puppy. No, we're going to do another episode. It's good. So. Okay, since in honor of Brittany's birthday, what was the greatest gift you have ever received? Like, not in, in general? relation to the job, yeah. Yeah. We all have to answer this question, by the yes. way. Can I say my kid? Sure. N- no. I mean, she's oh. kind of a gift. That's Not, true. Well, I mean... I didn't give birth to her. Does that help? I mean... N- ish? The, the day, I, the day Here's I, the question. Was she wrapped up with a bow and like, here's a baby you weren't expecting? Oh. No, I feel like that was a pretty missed opportunity. I think it yeah. has to be something um, you weren't expecting. You kind of had to fight pretty hard to yeah, get her. Yeah, that was... So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, greatest gift. It's a good question. It, ooh, that is a good one. It's between either my 1911 mm. or my horse. One of my horses that I actually got as a gift. Okay, so let me just... Or my German Shepherd, I got her as a gift, too. Mm. She had a bow on, too. She did have a she bow. She did have a bow. Nice, so it's either animals or the uh, pistol. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, was it a fancy 1911? 
Okay. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, fair enough. If, it was, if you're going to say something cheap, I'd be like, let me yeah, take, yeah. take the horse on that one. Come on. Kitty cat, what's yours? Hands down, it's my bidet. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually I thought knew, about getting I one. knew you were going to say oh, that, yeah. too. That's We've the best part. We've had this conversation on here <laughs> Hands before. Hands down. I mean, I'll say it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not a water fountain. Don't drink from it when we're <laughs> Don't <house>. drink from <laughs> it. It's helpful if you're throwing up, though. Yes. Ugh, yes. Is it, though? It, it can help you throw up if you just, you just turn hit the, the power up hard enough. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. That's something hey, I Hey, you do. didn't have to fight for the toilet paper battle. No, I didn't. I bought one. I, I didn't even buy toilet paper whatsoever. I had 12 rolls of toilet paper at the start. And then by the time they were like, okay, quarantine's quarantine's over. God, I wish I could have quarantined. I had three rolls of toilet paper. See, right before it happened, I got gifted from Georgia Pacific because, like, their factory blew up Mm -hmm. and a bunch of our medics, like, responded to it. And so we got gifted a, like, 84-pack, like a giant, giant thing. It was, like, as a door prize one time and so that was right before it hit i'm still good i believe like, yeah it. we're yeah. good <laughs> oh shit yeah no i can't even imagine um i'm trying to think like i actually don't i can't imagine a lot of gifts that i've had like i can't even think back to a lot of gifts that i I've can't had. believe that you don't remember that uh hotel california t-shirt that i got you like Dang. 17 years ago for Call your birthday. Out. Call it out. How could you forget? I'm so sorry. That, see, that's up there in the top five. No, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, it's up there in the top oh, five okay. for him. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I'm going to go with that one. He knows one. it. Got your back, dog. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I don't know. Dog. Wife let me get a dog. Does that count? Does totally. That count I just want to say that you over here, both of you just look like we're two, chilling. Two chilling. fat bosses over here. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, he really does look like like an evil villain. He's got he computer does. screens <laughs> all around him. You do yeah. the crazy pet. Yeah, there you go. He's yeah. got creepy this pet. weird wrist thing going on with yeah. this. It's the only way to keep this dog quiet, though, because as soon as he gets down, he's going to start screaming. At yeah. So. yeah, I know. I Not barking, that. screaming. Yes. Well, that's what, that's what he does. Yeah. So, all right, uh, and then we will uh, wrap this episode. We'll come back with part two. Uh, do you want to make it an after hours, or do you want to jump into another one of these? Let's jump into another one of these. Another one of these. Another one. Sweet. All right, bye, guys. Give me a, a little yeehaw there. Yeehaw. <laughs>